Every team, every topic, everywhere, this is Believe. Hi, my name is Bryce Watts. I'm Allison Anger. This is a podcast where we speak exclusively to the women in the NFL to learn about how they navigate this life in the league. The players are always the ones in the spotlight, but we want to highlight the amazing women who are their support systems behind the scenes. Get out the way, men. This is Bryce Watts. And this is Allison Anger. Welcome to episode three of our NF Ladies podcast. Today we have special guest Andrea Braden with us. Hi, Andrea. Hi, thanks for having me. Uh, we're excited to chat with you, but just to get started, uh, tell us who you are, uh, who's your significant other. So like what qualifies you to be an NF lady? Huh. Well, so um, I'm Andrea Braden. My husband is um, Ben Braden. We are currently with the Green Bay Packers. We started with the New York Jets back in 2017. Um, yeah, so we're excited to be in Green Bay. Um, Green Bay is having a great season right now. Um, tell us like what that's been like so far. It's been so fun to watch. I mean, we've since 2017, I feel like, you know, you ride the highs, you ride the lows of whatever team. And it's fun when you see a team really on a hot streak um, because that that high gets to be a little bit longer than um, than just the ebb and flow of a normal season. So it's fun. But it's just interesting to see um, the culture of the organization pour out onto the field because I feel like we're seeing that in a way that we haven't experienced any other season. And with COVID going on, um, how, how's your game day experience different? Well, I mean, I like, I like going to the games. Yes. But I can't say that I'm super mad about sitting and watching it on the couch in the comfort of my own home in my jammies, <laughs> especially I have a one-year-old son. And so, um, just, I remember going to the games like with babies and things when he was um, like little, little, and oh my gosh, that just gets so difficult just because you have like nap times and food and diaper bags and strollers and all that stuff. So I will say like COVID's been a bummer and a lot of different reasons, but I have been pretty much loving the fact that we can like, we have an excuse to always stay home. <laughs> and you saying that just made me think of this. Uh, we could put it in a podcast or not, but what are the rules about kids bringing in snacks to the games? We had uh, mm -hmm. our nephews were in town and mm -hmm. we wanted to take some snacks in for them, but we read a line that you couldn't, but I was like, I think you can. Like, I'm pretty sure I've seen uh, some other wives bring in snacks for their babies. Mm -hmm. So you know what the rule is on that? Mm -hmm. I don't know what the rule is on it just because like when we were going to games, when he was like a baby baby, he literally was like two, three months and we would like go for like, it was a lot of effort for like not staying super long. Like we were there for maybe like an hour, hour and a half, and then we would head out um, just because you got to like stick with nap times and stuff. But I will say like, at least at the time we were with the Jets when he was like a little baby, baby doing, um, doing season. And so they have all these like stroller requirements and you're like, you, you guys know, like any bag you bring in has to be clear. I don't know if like they made an exception for us or if it was something, but they 
were really amazing about us bringing in um, like a stroller if we really needed it, bringing in our diaper bags without really giving us hassle. I was really thankful for the people of MetLife Stadium that like were okay with us, um, like to accommodate us in that way, just because when you're especially a new mom, but a mom period trying to navigate game day, it's just a whole nother level of like, um, like possible confusion and hopefully diverted stress, but sometimes some stress and like, where can you sit so that you can like have your stuff with you and you know that you're not going to be tripping over yourself. So where like snacks and all that stuff are concerned, I'm sure that like, um, if a stadium would allow you to bring in your diaper bag, like I'm sure they would allow you to like bring in a couple of snacks and things too. I'm not totally sure though, but we will be finding that out. Hopefully yeah. like next season, if they start like letting people in Lambo is not letting anybody into games right now. So hopefully that changes and we will have to navigate the snack situation. But yeah, so that's, that's all I know about that. So like in your diaper bag, you were able to take like bottles of milk. Mm -hmm. So, um, yeah. I was like, that's messed up. Yeah, I know. Right. Well, <laughs> you know, I was, so, um, the, like the pump that I got was like, or like the breastfeeding pump I got was this, um, like backpack pump. And so I, I chose that because it was easier to like pack the rest of the stuff. And if I was like on the go, I could do it and stuff. And so that ended up being amazing. I re actually was really surprised that they didn't like, like make me keep all of that stuff in the car. But like, like I said, a first time new mom, especially like not really knowing like what to prepare for and then add it on top of a game day. It was so nice that like the stadium personnel was so easygoing and understanding that like, yes, they want to make sure everyone is safe and they're abiding by the rules and not making exceptions. But at the same time, like they also are um, being really like understanding of parents. So I've been really thankful for that. Um, there was a girl last year that was pregnant and also had like a, a less than one year old. And um, I was so thankful for her, but like shocked that they were totally good with her bringing in like anything that she needed. Um, they like let her sit in like a special place just so she could like spread out. And like, it was just really nice. So yeah. So uh, have good things to say about the MetLife stadium personnel, I guess. <laughs> Yeah, shout out. Shout out. Yeah, I haven't done any at Lambo yet, so I can let you know when um when we're able to do that. But yeah, I hope and I would imagine that they would be the same. I I like the snacks was a question on your mind, Allison. Like that was so important that you needed to ask. <laughs> How do you get food in there? Because I've heard otherwise. Like I know last year one of my friends would bring, she said like a basically like a homemade lunchable with like veggies and stuff for her daughter to snack on because you can't buy healthy snacks really for the kids at the stadium. So my nephews wanted like to have healthy snacks or their mom did, but um, we're like, yeah, it says online, you can't bring stuff in. And then I saw someone while we were at the game uh, giving their kids like the little go pouches of apple juice or something that they brought in. And I was like, I think you can, if you have a kid or I, I don't know, I don't know what the rules are, but you know what? Maybe so they only like, do make uh, these accommodations for players' wives, and who knows? This is one of those things where it's like you just like you do it and you ask for forgiveness before you ask for permission. <laughs> <laughs> like, like I would rather smuggle my apple juice and applesauce in than have to like go through all the steps of asking beforehand. <laughs> That's probably so bad of me to say, but I don't know. Like That's a good life motto. Yeah. Ask for <laughs> forgiveness before you ask for permission. 
<laughs> I like that. I want that to be the tagline, like just at the end of this whole thing. That's my new motto. My college dance coach would say that all the time because we were always trying to do stuff, but the college athletics had so many rules and she's like, we're just going to do it. We'll get in trouble. <laughs> it's fine. But I will say there are other areas of life where that is not good advice. Oh, right. <laughs> Well, I was all like our first year, I don't know about you guys, but like, I was so worried that like people would pay so much attention to what I was doing. Like, like, oh, did you see his wife do this and this and this? And like, I'm like laughing at myself now because I'm like, nobody cares what I do. <laughs> like, like I had such a different perception of what all of this is like your very first year. And I like laugh at like who we were at the first at the very like first season because I'm like oh gosh we thought this was going to be such a different experience <laughs> well it also depends who you are too because I have heard people say like you know because sometimes they do throw the wife or the girlfriend under the bus like like they're criticizing you and you're not even on the field with them so I feel like that's some people now it's like oh am I going to be that person they're like oh my gosh she had like four beers at this game she was so loud now I'm like, oh, <laughs> why why would I care I just want to yell I want to enjoy the game Mm-hmm. You're talking about like your perspective of what you thought everything was going to be like when you first started. When was that that you guys first started and what team did you guys start with? We started with the New York Jets back in 2017. And I mean, so Ben ended up going to the Jets as a free agent. We had an unfortunate medical thing happen at Michigan that, um, well, he went to Michigan. So uh, happened at Michigan that we didn't realize would have been um as um high risk as it was and so when we entered into the league it was a real question mark as to whether he would even get a chance to play at all whereas we really thought that like from what we had been hearing he just went to the combine and killed it and like we really thought that like we were like on the fast track we didn't even think that there was a possibility that he might not like be able to play just due to this one thing so that really shook things just because we were like, wow, maybe this is a little bit different than what we thought. But then as we're going through, I feel like at least even for the wives, there needs to be like a PSA. I don't know who needs to put it out, but there needs to be some kind of PSA that when you get on a team, that does not mean you were on the team. <laughs> that was a big thing. I did not know that after camp you have to, or like camp is like to make the team. I had no idea. I mean, I played volleyball in college um, and then I played a, a professional season afterwards during Ben's fifth year. Um, and so I had never been a part of his football experience um, until we got to the NFL. And so here I didn't know what college football was really like for him, let alone NFL football. And so you get through that, that first like camp. I remember that first camp really being eye opening to us. Like, wow, we, this is a business. This is no longer just going out and doing what you love. Hopefully you get to go out and do what you love, but the business side of it must come first um, for us and for these teams. And so like finding out that like a contract, unless it guarantees something to you, nothing is guaranteed. And, you know, um, in the last year in particular, we've really seen that come to fruition in a lot of different ways. And so I think there was one wife that I met her when we were at the Jets. Um, Tanika Bowles was the wife of Coach Bowles, who was at the Jets at the time. Um, and Bryce, we were there at the same time. I don't know if you were at this. I feel like you had to have been. But there was a wife that um, just in getting to speak with her, she answered a lot of questions for me, but just in conversation. She just said a lot of things that I didn't know to ask. And 
I'm even now, I'm sure, like I probably haven't even spoken to her since. Like, I'm sure she doesn't know that she had the kind of impact on me that she did. But I hope that like um, going forward, I would be kind of like that for some other like young wife, young girlfriend, young somebody that is doing this along with their man that like um, they just don't know what to expect. And yeah, I don't know, just hopefully being somewhat eye-opening for that. Yeah, I think that's what makes this sport different than the other professional sports is the lack of guarantee. Like your contract doesn't always necessarily mean it's three years or four years or whatever. Mm-hmm. Um, or or one year. One year might not be one year and you just, you never know. Mm-hmm. And that's the difference. Absolutely. And I mean, I think that's been kind of something I don't, it's been something that Ben has really like acclimated to quickly. And I've been so proud of him for that. But, you know, like as wives, oftentimes, as I've been going through this, I've been hearing wives say, well, we're the cheerleader, we're the support, we're the this, we're the positivity, we're the that. But I would even take that a step forward and be like, we're our husband's um, grip on reality. Just because you are in the NFL just because you are doing this thing that all these people like would really like to do with their lives, you know, does not mean that we get to lose our grip on what real life is like. And we are that real taste of it. So yes, let's be encouraging. Let's be positive all the time, but let's also like as women um, help our men stay grounded, stay in tune with what is realistic and what's not, because there are so many things in this league that are so inflated. Um, like, confidence, money, um, the uh, perception by the media, uh, relationships, um, trust and promises from teams that I can't say that any of those things in real life are really replicated in the league, you know, as they are in like true reality. So it's as women, I found that like that almost is more of a, a clearer definition to me of what our role is in this is that we are our, our men's grip on what real life is actually like. Yeah, we're and we're their family too that they get to come home to, and that's season is so busy, mm-hmm. um, and they only get that one day off a week. Mm-hmm. It it's hard to to stay grounded and keep your priorities in check when it's work 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 all the time. Mm-hmm. And you're really busy, mm-hmm. um, especially when like I remember there was a wife that said something at a Bible study last year that she was saying that her family was giving her a hard time because she was going to college out where, where the team was. She was at a, someplace in New Jersey and it would have been easy for her to move in with her man, but just religiously, spiritually, she just didn't want to do that. But then she felt like financially it would make more sense. But then she had her family, her friends telling her, yeah, move in, do what you got to do. He's making millions. You may as well. Like, why are you, she was like, man, I am just really struggling with this. I just don't know. And I remember um, like we as a group of women, we're all having a conversation about like it's our, what our men do is so publicized that people feel like they have some kind of knowledge, some kind of um, expertise and just some kind of say in what they believe is really happening. But really, you can listen to the media, you can, you know, do all the research you want, but you don't really know what this is like. And so as women, I also feel like making sure that we are being that lens corrector for our men so that we know how we need to be viewing the life that we are trying to build based on the experiences that we have 
it's easy for us to buy into what the masses are saying to us because normally the most like the um, highest volume of voice is the one that ends up like speaking the loudest and you feel the hardest and stuff. But in this case, that one voice between you and your husband or boyfriend or fiance, um, that's the one that means the most. So I feel like um, as women being that, that lens of um, that lens of reality as well as a reality check for your man is also really important. This has been so beautifully and brutally put the way that you're saying all of this. I'm like, oh my, I'm just like, if people could see me, I'm just like putting my finger in my mouth, like, oh my gosh, what you're saying is so true and so elegantly put, but it, it, it does get a bit wearing and hard on you too, even though it might not be directly about you. You're like, ugh, sitting on the sidelines, like having to hear all this about somebody you love. Like that is very overwhelming at the same time for you. I'm going to steer this in more of a positive direction. Yeah. <laughs> so your son is turning one tomorrow. Tell us oh. about that. How the first year uh, you having your first son has been. Oh my word. It has been the best. So we found out last spring that we were pregnant. Um, and, um, it was just awesome. Ben has just, I mean, he is a dad. It's not like he had to like, okay, now I'm going to go be a dad. He is just a dad. And so, um, it's been so fun. He, um, I'm, I'm trying to like, it's hard to even put it into words. He, so Barrick is one, he is a true copy paste of his daddy in every single way, which is the best. I hope like as he gets older, he's got a little bit of me on the inside, but on the outside it's 100% Ben. Um, and like Ben is a big mechanic. He's a really talented um, custom car uh, mechanic and bear loves like wheels and like moving things. Like he's like an engineer. It's really funny. Um, and something I didn't expect, but he is like super crazy heavy right now. And he is just refusing to walk. <laughs> and I'm like, please, like, I want to rush him into the next thing because I love all the cuddles. But at the same time, my back needs some help. So, <laughs> so I'm like, oh my gosh, I'm ready. But, um, it's been so good. It, you know, where COVID like COVID has been a bummer for sure. But like the fact that OTAs were canceled allowed Ben to be around like during some really big times. And um, the fact that like things have had to like run a certain way because of COVID. Um, we were really fortunate that we had a baby right before all the shutdowns happened. And that this whole shutdown time, we've just been able to stay home, no visitors coming or going. Um, we're not worried about like nap schedules not being attended to because we're not going anywhere and nobody's coming. So like, um, that's been so fun. So we've just been able to really like sit and enjoy him and learn his personality as he's been getting older. And he's just the best. I, so you said he's heavy right now. Um, oh. He's about to be, you're so heavy. So you are oh. six foot one. Is that how tall you are? I'm six, four. Oh my gosh. <laughs> so you're six, no, four. How, how tall is Ben? Um, he's like just about six, seven. He's like, um, yeah, between six, six, yeah, six, six and a half and like six, seven. So like this, I hope I'm so excited. So bear is actually at his eight month appointment. He was off the charts in height and, um, 90th percentile for weight. <laughs> he's a mammoth. <laughs> Oh, I'm so excited. I, so I, I hope he's huge. Oh, oh, he will be. I, I, I show sure everybody that video. And I know I told you this a year ago about your husband, Ben, <laughs> pulling three trucks. Like there's a video and they're like, whoa, he's pulling one truck. You zoom out. Oh, it's two. Zoom out even more. He's pulling three trucks in this parking lot. And I was like, 
oh my gosh, this is insane. I show everybody. So yes, I, I think that you are going to have a mammoth of a son, an <laughs> extreme athlete. Well, I hope he knows what to do with it. It's one thing to be tall, but it's another thing to like be tall and know how to be tall. Like that was, that was a really big thing. Like Ben and I both have been tall our entire lives. And like, even as like little kids, you know, it wasn't ever like, we just had this growth spurt. It was like, I was six foot in sixth grade. Like I've always been massive. And so, so like, I really hope that he just knows what to do with it. We'll see. You said earlier that you played professional volleyball for a year after college and it didn't even like hit me like, oh, she's probably really tall. So <laughs> in your six four, I'm like, oh, whoa, well, that's really yeah. unexpected. Right. But tell us, tell us about that, about your volleyball. Yeah. So I played a season in the Philippines. Um, so, so I went to college at Ohio State. So um, I played, um, I was a middle blocker at Ohio State. That was like the best experience ever. And after college, I had kind of a, like an annoying, unfortunate injury right after college. And I was like, man, do I really like, do I want to keep going? It was always my dream to keep going. And Ben and I are the same age. We're high school sweethearts. And so same age, graduated at the same time. And so um, he knew he was going to do a fifth year at Michigan. And so he wouldn't have even been around like if I didn't go. And so I was like, you know what? Screw it. Let's just, let's do it. So I got an agent. He found me some stuff. I really wanted to go to France. There was an opportunity in the Czech Republic. And then there was this opportunity in the Philippines and the Filipino season is shorter so it was only like three and a half, four months, um, as opposed to a European season, which was more like, I don't even know, like seven or eight um, at the time. And so I was like, yeah, let's do a shorter one. Cause then I can be back for the bowl game. And like, I can like, cause he was thinking he was going into the 2017 draft. And so I was like, yeah, let's do it. And so um, I did. And it was amazing. I will tell you, I was not cut out to live the Islander life. <laughs> I am not an Islander. <laughs> But um, I, it was so amazing. I ended up meeting some other Buckeyes while I was over there, just like randomly. They saw my Ohio State backpack. They ended up, we became so close. They flew back for our wedding. So they like, they came to my wedding. It was amazing. I, it was such a good experience. I, my team ended up winning our conference. So um, we got to, we got awarded some travel trips from our sponsor company. So um, we ended up going to, um, Japan and Hong Kong. And we did some island hopping in the Philippines. And it was just such a good experience. I'm so thankful that I did that when I had the opportunity to, um, just because once Ben entered into the league, it would have been really, really difficult to be doing that. Not unheard of, but just really difficult. And when I came back, I mean, I had my professional experience. I was so thankful for how that went and everything, but I was like, you know what? I'm six foot four. I don't have any sustaining injuries that are like killing me right now. I am ending on a high note. I'm, I'm going to say I'm done. And I am thankful that I did it when I did it. It was so good. I don't have any regrets on that. Um, the funny part about it was though, that like the Philippines is literally the other side of the world. So the time difference at the, t like when I went was 12 hours. So um, when, if he had a game, at like noon on one day, it was, or well, we'll say one, if he had a game one, on uh, like 1 p.m. on a Saturday, it was 1 a.m. on a Sunday for me. And the Philippines is not huge on um, like, um, not huge on like ESPN and everything. And so, um, um, so I had to like scout for this bar 
to like go watch this game. And it was literally like the only place in the Philippines that had ESPN. So it was nuts. So I was so thankful that like I was able to still kind of engage with it, but it was definitely funny. Now that I'm thinking about Andrea, I feel like there's so many stories that I tell about you still the car thing the fact that you said you and ben get in fights because he loves you too much like things like this i'm like i wish these were the arguments that i was having Ben, he's so funny he's such a lover he's just he's such a nice guy and anybody that's ever met him would have like without even talking to each other would call him a gentle giant he and he really is he doesn't know his own strength. Ben is so, I mean, you were just talking, he pulled three big trucks like on his back. Like he's just a hoss, but he just doesn't know how strong he really is. And so, and I fear, but I'm also kind of excited that I think Bear is the same way. <laughs> so um, we got some strong men in the Braden house, but yeah. So that's that, I guess that was my professional experience. Um, and actually, so I guess, wrapping that into like what I'm doing now and like what we do with Ben's season. So I, while I was in the Philippines, you practice for like two hours a day and that's it. And we had nothing else happening. And so um, I studied communication technology and graphic design at Ohio state. And I had a series of really fortunate um, internships that I got a lot of great experience at. So while I was in the Philippines, I started a freelance graphic design business for us companies. So when I came back, I had a portfolio and that's what jump-started my business. So I do digital brand management for um, for small, local, and personal brands all over the country now. So, yeah, it all kind of wrapped into one. I guess the professional stuff kind of jump-started what I'm doing now and how I continue to work through Ben's season, even with, like, the craziness of his schedule and everything. Yeah. T- talk a little bit more about the, the graphic design business that you created. Yeah. It's so fun. I... At first, it was just like, like a logo here or like a business card there or something like it was just onesie twosie things as I was trying to determine like, what did I really want? And what was it going to be? And there was a part of me that was like, man, I just don't know if this is gonna, um, if this is really gonna, like turn out, I don't know if this is really going to be anything. But at the beginning of my business, when I came back from the Philippines, I was like, you know what, screw it. I'm going to put my best foot forward. And if it works, it works. If it doesn't, it doesn't. And so because I knew that working for myself could allow us to have some flexibility in my scheduling and, you know, it would just be a really good fit for us. And so I picked five businesses back in Ben and I's hometown of Rockford, Michigan. Um, I picked five businesses that I felt like I could do better than what they had, either in a logo, social media, images, website. Um, and I prototyped something and then I, I cannot believe I got some meetings with these people, but I called and I was like, Hey, this is who I am. I think I can do better with jab. <laughs> can I show you what I made? And they were like, yeah, sure. So I'm like, I'm shocked that like any of that ended up working out. But from there that jump started my business. And I'm so thankful that it has 100% been word of mouth ever since, but it's evolved um, to be more of like um, strategic design implementation and creative marketing. Um, so companies in all different industries will hire me to just audit what their digital brand is um, right now, like as it is in like different platforms and things. And then they will um, they will hire me to just 
make it better. I'll come up with a presentation of what, how do I think that we can step things up? And then through that, I will come up with marketing funnels and creative marketing ideas that we can start implementing the new designs so that um, it will affect their bottom line. So that's what I do now. I just do it by myself, but um, I do have like a handful of people that like as private contractors and things that will help me um, throughout the year if I need it. So it's a team of one, but I want to think it's a mighty team. <laughs> I'd like to think that, that it's a um, like it's really rolling forward. Um, and I've been so thankful that it's allowed me to continue to um, pursue my passion, even while Ben is doing what he's doing, because any other NFL wife, I feel like um, if you've tried to get like a straight up nine to five, once someone hears that your man is in the NFL, it actually is kind of like it works against you because they're like, all right, next, you're not going to be here. So, um, and I did find that when I came back from the Philippines that that was really difficult. Um, and so uh, it's been a really good outlet for me to stay creative and motivated and um, ambitious. Yeah. For sure. You, you've been very busy. You have your own business. You have a one-year-old now. You're planning a birthday party. I'm sure a little mini birthday party for him. Been busy. You know what? That was actually something. So we um, we spent a little bit of time, not on a team, back with the Packers, but um, during Ben's downtime, I had planned um, Ben Bear's first birthday party, but I did it that weekend for some like other scheduling things that we had happen. It was beginning of October. His birthday is October 28th. And so Ben was able to be there. I made shirts. I made like stuff with my cricket. Like it was just, it was so fun. And, and then he ended up getting picked up by the Packers the following week. So I'm so thankful that we were able to really celebrate Bear's first birthday with Ben and everything. And then tomorrow, um, I'm right now I'm back in Ben and I's hometown with, um, both sets of parents. So we're going to do just like a, a grandparent little birthday party, COVID friendly. That's awesome, though, that you're able to be there and do do everything that you need to do or want to do. And that Ben was able to be there during that time. Like, who was I talking? I was talking to Melissa about She's like, did you see Andrea's story? They're doing these cute date nights. And I was like, oh, I have already screenshot them. I'm showing them to chat. Like, (laughs) we're doing this. You got to send me those links because I'm like, such fun date nights. Mm -hmm. You know, I'm pumped. So I like, I mean, in COVID, everybody's had to get freaking creative with like what they're doing because you can only like do a movie night so many times before you're like, wow, we've watched Netflix. We've watched it all. Like, it's not like we've watched a show on Netflix. We've watched all of Netflix. And so um, I was like, let's start like changing this up. So I Googled and just started searching around and I found something called the Adventure Challenge, I think it was. And it's just a bunch of um, random date night ideas. Um, But they tell you like they're all supposed to be inexpensive things you can do from home or a couple of them are like go out and do it kind of things. Um, But they're all scratch off. So when you get to date night, you can't. Have you done it? We haven't done any of them yet. Like right when we bought it, Ben left. scratched off the first one and we haven't done it yet. (gasps) You're supposed to do it. It was baking. I think you have to be blindfolded. Mm-hmm. And then one person's blindfolded and then the other one tells you what to do to bake something. Mm-hmm. And he wasn't in the mood to bake. So, <laughs> <laughs> so I guess that's not, it's not We that are way. going to do it. But mm-hmm. well, the, the problem was we didn't have the stuff. So we were going to have to go to the store mm-hmm. and feel like doing it during COVID. So mm-hmm. we put it off. <laughs> well, I'm pumped. It was funny. One of our big, like speaking of baking, one of our big, like, like change up date night kind of things was that, um, you know how one-year-olds like have a smash cake? It's like a like an extra large cupcake. <laughs> yeah. And then I um I 
I'm super crafty and I am such a relentless DIYer that my first thing is not like, oh, let me find a place that I can go buy this. It's like, no, I can make this. <laughs> and so um, I saw all these like log looking like smash cakes. I was like, oh yeah, I can make this. And then it's like, no, I can make that. Like, <laughs> I was like, um, no. So we had a smash cake competition and we put it on Instagram <laughs> so people could vote. So yeah. Ben likes to think that it was a close competition, but it was not close. <laughs> <laughs> well, at least he tried. He wanted to bake. Brian didn't even, he scratched it off, was like, nah, I don't want to yeah. follow this. <laughs> That's so funny. You got you to put it on Instagram if you do. I cannot wait to start trying those. And I keep getting like, um, for whatever reason, well, actually, everybody's weddings were canceled. So now all of a sudden, all these weddings are popping back up. But um, I feel like I have like 10,000 friends that are about to get married, just got engaged or something. But that would be like the best. Um, the best thing, um, like the best kind of like shower gift or like a new newlywed gift or something. Ben and I also do, do you, did you ever watch that show on TLC called, um, I think it was like big people or no, was it little people real? World? Yes. Um, you know, I like, those people <gasps> are, they, was, are they, good? I was in New Orleans at cafe du monde and they were there filming and I got a picture. Oh my gosh. That's amazing. Well, I would have fangirled out super hard. And so, you know, like their son, Jeremy, and married mm -hmm. Audrey, all that stuff. So they have this company called Beating 50 um, or Beating 50%. And Ben and I saw, um, we follow like Fierce Marriage and um, stuff on Instagram. And they were talking about these Beating 50 like communication journals. And so we were like, hmm, let's try it, whatever. That has been awesome, especially for us who like, I mean, they play on Sundays. And so you don't get that element of church like in the traditional sense, because, you know, you're at the stadium. And so um, we've been doing these, it's a Christian communication journal. Um, and we did them when Ben goes, like if he goes to another team or something, he takes his journal. And then until I'm able to get there, we just call and do the journals together. But it's just, it's a nice check-in, you know, um, to be able to like do that together, even from a distance. So so yeah, so date nights, communication journals, we're, we're doing a whole lot of journaling. <laughs> Yeah, talking a lot of romance. Whole lot of romance. That, that is, is my husband, man. That and is you totally mentioned bad. earlier that you guys were high school sweethearts, which is really cute. Um, so tell us about how he proposed to you. Well, so I feel like our story is kind of funny. So I don't know if you guys know much about like college rivalries and things, but we're originally from Rockford, Michigan, which is um, right around Grand Rapids. Um if, if you could see like my hand, like the whole Michigan, like pointing to it on the mitt, that's that, you know, we're on the West Michigan. So, um, so we dated for three months in high school and I broke up with him and I kept telling everybody it was mutual, but it totally wasn't. And he was so mad at me that he was like, I don't ever want to talk to you again. Don't ever speak to me. Like he was like mean about it too. So I was like, okay, fine. So we both went our separate ways, rival colleges, Michigan, Ohio state. And then, um, I was dating someone else for about two and a half years. Um, and it ended on a whim and, but same thing with Ben, but we hadn't been keeping up. We hadn't really spoken in about three years and at that point. And so Michigan didn't make a bowl game that year, which as a Buckeye, that makes my heart happy. And, <laughs> um, I, uh, had some friends over to um, like play Euchre. It's a big Midwestern Michigan like card game. Um, and he showed up with one of the guys and I was like, 
you told me never to speak to you again. What are you doing here? And so, and from there we became friends again, started dating, all that stuff. And so we started dating again, like junior year of, um, junior year of college. So we ended up doing long distance, um, we dated long distance, engaged long distance, everything. We were, we only were in the same zip code after we were married. So that was kind of a gamble. But so we ended up doing long distance dating like across the world while I was in the Philippines, um, across state lines. Um, so that was a lot. So then right before the combine back in 2017, I had just gotten back from the Philippines and uh, we were both back in Rockford, Michigan, our hometown. Um, and Ben was like, Hey, let's, let's like go out to dinner. Let's, and let's have our parents come like that's, let's be so fun. And so I was like, okay, great. So then he plans this whole thing and my parents are like, Hey, we'll follow behind you. And Ben's parents were like, yeah, same. So then he takes me to this um, restaurant. There is this really nice restaurant above um, the river in Grand Rapids called Cygnus 27. And my man is a man of few words. I feel like as are many offensive linemen for whatever reason, but he is a man of few, few words. And so we're standing there and we had this like reserved room and I was like, oh, this is so nice. Thank you so much for putting this together. And he had his arm around me and he looked at me and he goes, you know, I love you, right? And I was like, yeah. And he goes, you know, I want to love you for the rest of my life, right? And I was like, yeah. <laughs> and he got down on one knee and he showed me the ring. <laughs> And then all of our parents like flooded in and it was like this really, we had this like great meal and the sun was setting and it was awesome. So it was so good. And, um, I don't know, it was just, it's a fun story to tell because it's very, very, very Ben. <laughs> just a couple words, just got to tell you. And then I'm going to do it. Bryce, you're laughing. You know exactly what I'm talking about. Ben is such a man of few words, but you know, those words mean something like when they come out of his mouth, they are intentional. Yeah. Oh, yeah. So we've been married in May will be um, three years. May of 20. Congrats. Ooh, thank you. Thank you. It's been awesome. We found out we were pregnant right before we celebrated our first anniversary. So we did. I We got pregnant pretty quick. So but it's been um, fun to like grow our little family over the last three years. Oh, that's awesome. I love hearing that story. I love hearing proposal stories because I know we we talked about this years ago. I think it was like that, the pit, the stuffed pig or something like in Morristown, we all went to yes. brunch before. Yes. Yeah. Oh my God. Or a practice oh. or something. And we talked about it and yeah. we were like talking about how everybody proposed and stuff. And that's what you said. Mm -hmm. You're like, yeah, he's a man of few words. I'm like, I feel like I could definitely see that. Like even when we all went out to clubs is like, he was just smiling and chilling. Right. I'm like, how, I'm you scared. consume like 20 beers and are you good? He's like, mm, I'm yeah. <laughs> oh, I've never seen someone with more of a tolerance. Like neither of us are giant drinkers. We're very, you know, like drunk on life. And so we're like, we just aren't big like drinkers or anything like that. But so like when we do drink though, like, like I would say even now, like I've never really had a giant tolerance and like, I'm not going to push it. So I'm like, whatever he, if he really chooses to, I've never seen anybody pack away as much alcohol but not feel a thing. His metabolism is like, doo -doo 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 -doo, like just churning all the time. He just, like I said, we're not big drinkers, but when he like chooses to like turn it on, it's all the way on. And it like, and it's just really funny. So he's a fun person to go out with. Yeah. He's, he's an expensive date. I remember we were getting oh, yeah. like shots and they were like $40 shots each. I'm like, you shouldn't drink these because nothing, nothing's going to happen to you. Right. It's just a waste of money. You shouldn't <laughs> drink these. 
I know exactly what you're so talking ridiculous. about. You're talking about that night we all went out in, um, in uh, whatever, it was like New York or something like that. I think it was like, we literally picked you up from the airport. It was the first time we met you and we all just like circled back. We're like, all right, we're going to dinner. Was that? Oh, oh yeah. That was like your first night there. That is so funny. Man, isn't it funny? Like yeah. how all these things seem so important at the time. And then you like get down the road and you're like, oh man, did that even happen? I totally forgot. Especially in this business where it's like, was that only 2018? Like it feels like years ago. Mm-hmm. When, like years ago. Yeah. I know exactly what you mean. Like, I don't know. We haven't really been in it that long, but we've been in it long enough to like, I don't know. I don't know. It's just, it's weird. It's just this weird, like time complex. I don't know. It's fast, but slow at the same time. Mm-hmm. And then you look totally. back and you're like, what? Where'd it go? Yeah. Where where'd it go? So just like right. actually enjoying it while you're here, like you were saying, like, it's like, you're trying to get that grip on reality, but also this is like an amazing situation where you get to meet a bunch of different people and talk to a bunch of different t- people. Like we haven't talked in three, two or three years, Andre, and like just getting on the call and like reminiscing and being able to talk about your own experiences the past couple mm-hmm. years. Like, I think that's so amazing being able to keep friendships like that and like learning about other people. That's mm-hmm. that's an awesome opportunity that the NFL does give you. Well, everybody ends up knowing everybody by the time you're done. You know what I mean? Like, um, like, and it's funny how like once you know one person on one team, it's almost like you practically know all these other women. And then like, it just kind of spawns from there. But you know, I found like, we, we were even, we were talking about this, like right before we started this, like, um, like the media makes these women out to be so like bougie, like um, money hungry, crazy, but like these women in the NFL, I have yet to meet any woman that is not grounded, ambitious, motivated, kind, like they're all so awesome. But like, And it's been fun to like get to know like some women on like different teams, like have like a different kind of vibe and like, you know, it just, it changes as you, um, as you bounce around. So that's been fun to like learn new women and everything. The media definitely portrays the wag lifestyle Mm -hmm. in a certain way. Mm -hmm. Uh, And I, I found the same thing. And that was another reason I wanted to start this podcast is to really shine a light on what this wag lifestyle really is. Like, Mm -hmm. yeah, it is sometimes bougie and luxurious. And the other part of the time, it's lonely. Mm -hmm. You're always moving around and you don't know what you're doing with your life. Mm -hmm. I am such a planner. Um, Like I am, like I speak in task lists. Priority lists are like like in my blood. I just love them. But in this, like I would say that was really difficult for me to adjust to in the first year of like Ben's agent would be like, okay, well, I'll call you when I have something. And we're like, hmm, what do you mean? What do you mean you'll call me? When? Can, are we talking next week? And he's like, what do you mean? <laughs> it's just, you just, I, you don't know. And it's not that you're like trying to be con- like a control freak or anything, but you just, it's just different. You just don't know. And so like being able to like just ride ride the the journey as long as you can like that's I don't know that's been an interesting thing to like have to learn to just let go and just let it be what it's going to be at the time yeah I think also too the years seem so long especially when you are moving around from team to team Mm -hmm. um, because that all happens and very quickly but then by the time you settle in you're like well what just happened that felt Mm -hmm. feels like a lifetime ago, I was living in another state or whatever. Mm-hmm. Uh, how many times have you guys had to move just once or twice or from your hometown to New York? 
Well, so we've been cut now eight times, <laughs> like cut and grab back, cut and grab back. So hi. Hello. Sorry. Here. Hold on. <gasps> come here. <gasps> come here and say hello. You're good. He can come. <laughs> the man of the hour. The man of the hour. <gasps> hi. Oh my gosh. He has so much hair. He has so much hair. <gasps> hi. hi. <laughs> so you're looking at my husband. This is a, like a complete <laughs> copy paste of Ben Braden. <gasps> hi. Oh my hi. gosh. Hello. He just woke up from a nap. <laughs> he looks so chill. He's just hanging out. He's super content, which is great, but he's going to rip these headphones out. <laughs> hey, can I hand you back to Mimi? <laughs> I feel like I'm going to be punished for being a horrible child by having a horrible child. So I'm not no looking way. forward to that. If I wasn't, you won't. <laughs> oh, okay. Hey, always waving to me. All right, I'll see you in a few. All right, sorry, guys. <laughs> so cute. He's the, best. he's the best. Okay, what did you ask me? <laughs> uh, we're talking about... Um, you said you you'd been released. Oh, how many times? times? Yeah, we've been released eight times. So, um, but the funny thing, like six of those are with the Jets. Like, I think a lot of people didn't realize, like, when you get put on a practice team or when you're on active and they put you back down to practice or something, you get fired. Like, you get cut for that. And so, fortunate that the first three years we um, like we didn't go anywhere else. I mean, we were cut and moved around. We did a lot of like. Um, um, a lot of horizontal movement through the jets, which was nice because we didn't move around the country all the time. We decided though, that once we found out we were pregnant, we were like, we really want to get back to like having some roots, getting out of New Jersey for the off season and everything. And so um, I'm so glad we did because we ended up buying a house right before COVID hit. And that would have been really difficult to like have to navigate all of that. And so, um, so we ended up this is going to be a long story. So I was 35 weeks pregnant last year when we found out that Ben was cut from the Jets, but then picked up by the Packers. So he flew out immediately. And then I packed up, we had a townhouse out there. And so I packed us up and we had just bought the house in Indianapolis as like kind of a fail safe. So if he did bounce, the baby and I had a place to go. And so um, without like following him all over the country. And so I moved us from Indianapolis to or from New Jersey to Indianapolis. Um, so stayed there and everything. And then before we could get back to Green Bay to go be with Ben, he ended up getting released from Green Bay and went back to the Jets. So that ended up being kind of a kick in the pants. Um, so we ended up moving back to New Jersey, kept the house in Indy, but just moved back to New Jersey just to be with him for the holidays and everything. And then again, New Jersey to Indianapolis one more time. Um, and then... He, this season, started with the Jets and then spent a little bit of time on the Patriots and then just went to Green Bay. So we've done we've done a decent amount of moving. Well, he has, I guess. Um, I'm glad we were pretty intentional about the house being that, like, that safe, like, foundation for us. So then, like, for our son's sake, we're not moving him all over the place because that would have just been crazy for him and his, I don't know, once you have a baby, his needs come first. So... So yeah, that's been kind of our like moving story. Yeah. And good for you for packing everything up by yourself, 35 weeks pregnant. I have another um, friend who's a wife in the NFL and she packed up their entire place by herself with a, with a newborn. She just like had the thing where you strap it on, strap the baby on mm -hmm. and, and go. go. And I was like, wow, good for you. That's mm -hmm. crazy because the guy's gone. Like once oh, they're yeah. somewhere else, they go. Mm -hmm. And 
kind of just like left by yourself. Mm. You know, so both of our families were in Michigan at the time. So like to get to me was a true like flight or a 10 and a half to 12 hour drive, depending on like which route you took. And so it was just, it was just, it was a lot, you know, though, and just in life, I don't know if you guys like, sometimes I'll get to a point in life and I'm like, wow, I don't know how I could be any busier. Oh my gosh. I'm so, and then something blows it out of the water. And I'm like, wow, that was a cakewalk. I don't know how I could be any busier than I am right now. It was like, like when I hit that 35 week mark and I realized that I, that we were leaving and like we were doing it, I was like, well, dang, <laughs> everything, like any other time that I've ever thought that I was busy, I'm laughing at myself because <laughs> this is what busy looks like. But I'm so fortunate. Like I was already on maternity leave for my business. So I wasn't juggling that. I could take my time through it. Um, and the Jets wives were all really um, helpful that like, I was like, I don't even know how to tell you to like help me to pack. So like, don't worry about helping me pack. But like, if you just want to come sit with me and just hang out or something, that would be awesome. So and a lot of them did. So that was really fun. So yeah, I don't know, moving. It's that is also something that like, as a young, like wife, fiance, girlfriend, you just don't know, like that when you get picked up from a team, you pack your bag, and you just leave, you don't have time to like, to plan or anything like that and you just go and so these women oftentimes are like the greatest like sweepers to where like we like sweep up everything and just move it on to the next yeah when we did that we didn't even pack up all of our stuff like i was saying before we just kind of put a couple things in some suitcases and you just go which makes it easier then to hop around it's less to pack up if you don't take everything you own with you oh yeah so that's where having a home base is nice oh you don't have to pack up your entire life every time. Mm-hmm. Huge. And it was like, when you have an off season house, it almost feels like you move into a new place every single time because like, and it's just, it's like a vacation house. It feels like, so it's like when you get there, it's always like for us, at least it was really fun to like, like we walked in and we were like, Oh, we get to live here. How nice is that? We get to be here and we get to like, we don't have to leave. We get to be here for, and I'm so glad we did. Cause we ended up quarantining there. <laughs> <laughs> that ended up being a lot. Quarantining in New Jersey would have been crazy just because it was it's the epicenter of like the pandemic. And I mean, we were in a 700 square foot townhouse. Like, can I can't even imagine like having the baby and both of us being like as big as we are in a 700 square foot place. Like that would have been nuts. So, huh, so yeah, I'm glad that we were able to like get that um get that um that house and just really like set down some roots. That's awesome. I, yeah, yeah. So we're, we're talking about home life right now and about COVID and having a place like where you were actually able to have a home base. What is your Halloween looking like this year? What, what are the holidays looking like for, for you and Bear? Mm-hmm. So this is funny. So Ben just went to the back to the Packers and stuff like not just, but like he's been there for a little bit now, but um, I mean, we are not in green Bay at the moment and I still have to like get us up there, but there's one year appointment is on the 30th. So I think um, this week I've been really working to kind of like winterize my business and just prepare clients for like a longer timeline for some things that we are working on. And thankfully everybody's been really graceful with all that and has been fine with it. Um, So I'm hoping that I can get through our, um, I can hoping, hoping I can get him to his one year appointment. We can get through that. It'll give me enough time to like pack us up and really like winterize the house, winterize my business and um, get us like a living situation up there that we'll all be comfortable in. 
And I'm kind of hoping that I can like hit the road on Halloween. I don't know. We'll see. I, it'll be interesting. It's just a six hour drive to Green Bay from our house. So it won't be that like that bad. But um, if not, our neighbors in our neighborhood is amazing. And they have all these like Halloween fun things for kids and all that stuff. So I know like Bear won't really care. Like he doesn't know yet. He's one. He doesn't really know. But like I care about the pictures. And so, so um, at the moment, I'm either thinking like Scooby-Doo and Daphne. He's a big Scooby fan. Like I'm going to be doing these like couples costumes, like these family costumes until like he starts res- revolting against them, which I hope is not that long. <laughs> I hope he doesn't ever. But yeah, no, Ben and I have been like talking about some different like family costumes and things. So I don't know. So I'm kind of hoping that I'm hitting the road and going to Green Bay for Halloween, but we'll see. Okay. So spending the holidays over there in Green Bay. Mm-hmm. Um, last year, so the, the Jets have this awesome thing called the Ave. I know, I feel like you remember the Ave. Um, it's right across the street from the facility and it's like, it's an apartment style hotel. So it's for like extended say, but this place is like immaculate. It's so nice. And, um, but we went at the last minute last year, like after we got released from the Packers. And so, um, so we ended up bringing ornaments and string lights and they had this, um, there was this really cute light. It was like a floor lamp, but it was like, um, it was kind of a cone. So it was big at the bottom and um, smaller at the top. And so Ben was like, you know what, let's just like, we're in an apartment. We don't need to get a tree. Let's just hang our decorations and stuff around the la- the lamp. And let's just put our stockings <laughs> over on the entertainment center and call it good. So that's what we did. So I'll have to show you a picture of it. It's so funny. Like we turn like the fireplace thing on the TV and then we like put the floor lamp with the lights and the ornaments and everything right in front of it. And then Bear was like two months at the time. And so I put him in his little docketot and like laid him there <laughs> like he was posing. And that poor, that poor boy, he's going to be like, mom, what did you do to me? <laughs> but yeah, so I'm imagining that the holidays will probably be pretty similar for us improvising yeah i was actually just looking up dollar store uh decoration crafts for for fall and then for christmas i'm Mm -hmm. definitely gonna chop down a little mini tree though like maybe like a little three footer (laughs) that's what we did in denver and then get like dollar store ornaments i just Mm -hmm. i like decorating for the holidays and like doing all the fun games and the hot cocoa and getting fat and stuff i'm all for it Mm -hmm. oh yeah. yeah last year we ended up buying a fake tree, which we didn't want to do because we we're like, well, then we just have to store it and right. then move it. Mm-hmm. But we procrastinated because we were just like, oh, we'll just do no tree. We don't have any other ornaments or decorations. We can go without. Mm-hmm. And then it was like a week before, and we're like, okay, that's enough. Like we, we have to. <laughs> that's enough. So at that point, <laughs> the best option was to get the fake one because the real ones that were left were just as expensive, but they looked horrible. Yeah. Yeah. Little Charlie bound trees. And then we, (laughs) I didn't want to buy ornaments for that same reason. I'm like, I don't want to store them. We have a lot of ornaments back home. So I ended up going on Pinterest and getting a recipe to make ornaments like salt dough ornaments. That's amazing. They didn't come out great. They worked fine. (laughs) I trashed them at the end of the season. So I think I might do that again. Might have to be a tradition. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't know if you guys have like a cricket, like that paper cutting machine thing. I ended up cutting out a ton of like snowflakes out of some different kinds of like paper and I hung them all over our tree. So then it was like different ornaments, but they like I had 
being a graphic designer, I just made a few different kinds of like snowflakes that ended up being easy. Cause I could just pitch them at the end of the season. It didn't really matter. And it was like five pieces of scrap of paper and it was whatever. So, so yeah, I don't know. Holidays are funny, like in this environment. Cause like it truly, you can't like come up with traditions because it ends up just like every year is a new beast, you know? Yeah. We don't have kids. So there's not really a trick or treating for us. I really do hope that some kids will come to our house and trick or treat on Halloween, but mm-hmm. I don't know. Cause I feel like the news is saying Halloween's canceled. Don't trick or treat. It's not safe, but I really, I really hope people come and mm-hmm. I might dress up just in case they do, because I love to dress up. Mm-hmm. What will you be? I don't know, but I'm, I'm a DIY costume person. So I don't really have to worry about it. Mm-hmm. I don't have to like worry about ordering it ahead of time, but okay. I'll figure something out. Yeah. But usually the team or somebody on the team will have a party. So we don't get that this year, which I'm mm-hmm. really bummed about. Mm-hmm. Um, and then I don't want to miss this holiday. But if we do, we skip straight to Thanksgiving. And our team's playing on Thanksgiving Day this year. Mm-hmm. Which I've never had a game on Thanksgiving Day before. So I'm excited for it. Have you ever yeah. had a, or has Ben ever played on Thanksgiving Day? I don't think so now that I like think about it. You know, we I don't know how we worked out with this awesome timing, but like our very first married Christmas happened to fall on like the um on the off day. So that was huge. We were able to just really chill on like on Christmas and then like there have been a couple of other things that have fallen on like either like a I don't know, like an off day or like an abbreviated day that was like like scheduled that way and like yeah like that is always the best. So we've really lucked out with that. I haven't looked, honestly, this is bad of me, but I have not looked to see like what our Thanksgiving day um, schedule is going to be at the moment. <laughs> I don't know. I feel like it's just one foot in front of the other. So I like, I gotta, I gotta start like looking down the road at things, but um, yeah, no, we at the jets, we did um, uh, Brian Winters and Jenny Winters always hosted like the offensive line for dinner or for Thanksgiving. And if you have never been to an offensive line Thanksgiving, that's a sight to be seen <laughs> because I don't know that I've ever seen more food get eaten in one space. Like it is just massive. And it was just, it was so funny. Like all the women are like sitting there just like picking at plates and the men are like, ah. they're like feeding off of each other and like whatever so yeah no that's hopefully we'll be able to do something fun for thanksgiving this year but i am totally not sure what that looks like yet yeah yeah like you were saying it's just like one foot in front of the other at this point like it usually is but especially now it's like oh right do we we get to have a holiday do we get to skip like i'm trying to find the haunted house or something that we can do over here (laughs) like something a little spooky a little uh tis the season but Mm -hmm. yeah exactly Mm -hmm. so after talking about all this stuff everything that you've gone through in the season moving around what what is your overall experience been in the nfl like what what's the one takeaway that you would take away from your whole experience and what would you, what kind of advice would you give to a lady coming into the league? Hmm. That's hard to like, just put it into one. The first thing that pops into my head, and I hope this doesn't sound like super cheesy, but when either, if you are a girlfriend, a fiance or a wife, the man that you are here with, you must become one. It is essential. There is no, my man's going off and doing this and I'm going to go do this you have to become one person. And 
um, just because like his joy is now your joy. His sadness is your sadness and vice versa. You really, you share absolutely every emotion, every high, every low, every goal. It all becomes one because it's odd that like, I don't know that there are many other circumstances where when what one person is doing completely affects what you, the course that your life takes without you having any say in it. And so it's a, in, integral that you become a team. So I feel like one of the biggest takeaways that I've had is that I am so thankful that Ben, like that's been pretty natural for us, I feel like, which, like I said, thankful for that, that it's been such a, like a, um, just a next step in our marriage. But if I had to give any advice to any woman coming into this, um, figure out what your unique role is in your relationship, not necessarily in the league, but in your relationship and figure out how you can fulfill that role in the best way for both your husband or your boyfriend or your fiance and for yourself. I love that. Becoming one. Yeah. Like you talking to Ben and doing your guys' journaling over, like becoming one in a sense where you're still your own person, but you kind of got to find that medium between like, how do you also keep your connection and not get lost in your own world, especially since their world is so different that nobody else like really has a handbook to give them. So mm-hmm. I think that's really good advice. Mm-hmm. Not getting lost in your man's career. Mm-hmm. Not getting lost in what your man is doing. Um, and knowing that like, like you don't, football is not something you are. It's something he's doing right now. And that's, I think that kind of encompasses the whole, like you have to become one and create the goals um, between the two of you. Because if you let football become your number one, um, I don't, it's not that football can't be like this amazing thing because it totally can and is, but it's also like, it's not going to be there always. So yeah, I think that's my best advice for someone coming in, but that's probably the biggest thing that Ben and I have learned through this too. I feel like I need, I don't know if you've kept up with Renette, but I almost feel like you need to, I need to nominate Renette. I like, she would be such a good one on this. I feel like she's so freaking funny. Um, She would be a good one. Um, And Mackenzie Williams. Oh yeah. I mean, that's like my core group. That's like the only woman I know. (laughs) I know. It's like, you're going to have all these Jets women or well, honestly, (laughs) former, they've all been like, everybody's with like other teams and stuff now. And so, but um, they would be a seriously good one. Um, Both Mackenzie and Renette. I feel like they both have had pretty interesting experiences, like just from what I know of them. So I feel like they would be able to um, like give a different perspective on all of this. So, yeah. I don't know. We're blessed to be here. I think that's bottom line. We're blessed to be able to be here and just to do this for one more day. So, and we feel that more now than we ever have. So I think those are my final remarks. Thanks for having me. (laughs) Thanks for joining us. Nuggets of advice and stories. Thank you. Well, I, I get to, I have a tendency to be pretty wordy. So I'm sorry if I got super wordy. I like that. I'm going to start saying that instead of I talk a lot. I have a tendency so to be wordy. <laughs> I think you have a lot of words. Thanks, Andrea, for joining us. That wraps up our episode three. And tune in next week for episode four with Renette or Mackenzie. Ooh, you've been nominated by Andrea. Our music called Not Ready Yet is written, produced, and sung by my friend, Kira Grove. Again, my name is Bryce Watts. And I'm Allison Anger. And we'll talk to you next week.
Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube.